May 27th episode of the coaches meeting. Hopefully everybody had a good Memorial Day. But uh, down to the uh, the OGs, the original Jim Schaefer, Robbie Schaefer here for the coaches meeting. Kevin is uh, pursuing higher learning tonight. So anyways, we'll, co- we'll cover some things today. Thanks for joining. We are new to Instagram this week. Give us a follow. All one word. Coaches meeting is the handle. We're going to be making some posts. Hopefully get some topical stuff on there. Because, you know, we learned this last week, as we'll talk about later in the show. There's a bright future in podcasting. It pays. Although right now we're looking at, I think we've probably earned five cents on the dollar. But before we go further, here we go. Don't we get free drinks? Summer getting warmer, tidal we've come across the Mexican border. Why back gallon is cheaper by the barrel, just don't get busted singing Christmas carols. That's us, that's right, gotta love this American ride. All right, so we got rhythm. Dad, you're, <laughs> you're, you're looking good. How are you feeling? How's, I see your shirt says you're killing me, Smalls. I wore it for the show, man, except you don't have a camera. How do, wait, how do I – I need to figure out how to – when Kevin's here, I can hit a button. I don't have a camera. See me, so and I can see you. See me. But, all right, so we're going to be making a post, our first post to the Instagram. Hopefully, we get some new stuff. Uh, I was talking to Kevin this weekend. I saw him, and when the baby comes and you're in town, I think one of the highest things – it could be arguably above you meeting your first grandchild is getting a picture of the three of us together so we can have a better cover cover photo for the pod. So that's one thing we have to do when you're in town. Okay, but we got to socially distance. And I don't know what the kid is going to drink. <laughs> How soon is too soon to start doing swabs of whiskey in the mouth? When the first tooth comes in. It prevents right. diaper rash. You, it numbs up your gums, and you're able to read the paper, and the kid just conks out. It's perfect. Oh, we're you know fast. Yeah, we're already the parenting so, segment. These are Easter eggs on the parenting corner. But Dad, what are what are you having to drink tonight? Well, we followed up Margarita Monday with Taco Tuesday from last week, so we delayed our margaritas for one night. So I'm having a margarita Ooh. with my world famous recipe. Again, that's the four two one. Tequila, lime juice, triple sec, and that will kill a small horse. It stripped up the tiles at our next door neighbor's house, and uh, and then you know something. That, wood. I I've been brainwashed my whole life. You said things that were oh, it'll put hair on your chest. Why was I fooled to think that was what was a desirable quality? Because at this point, now knowing that there's already hair on the baby, this I wanted to name the Herald. I thought would be a fun name, but that. I got a death stare when I brought that one up. Well, I think that would work. Yeah, unless she was a girl. Uh, Harriet? <laughs> <laughs> Harry. Yeah. Harry, anyway. what? Harry, what? Harry, carry her. It doesn't go Harry, Harry, quite contrary. But anyways, well, did you enjoy your Memorial Day weekend? I did. I broke 100 yesterday. Wow. From the 99 tips? on the nose. Had to make a putt on the last hole. That's good. That's more than I can say for. Got eight holes in. 
And then had torrential downpour and waved off the course on the ninth tee. So that was it. That's all I got. But we got to watch some golf. What did you think of uh, – well, how much did you get to watch? And uh, what did you think of the match? Well, I watched in three segments. So I came home and I watched some. I got through 12 holes the first day. And then I started to watch the rest of it yesterday and got through 15 and fell asleep. So – and then I replay. Once I woke up, I, re- I went back to fourteen and replayed it. And Charles still can't make bogey. Unbelievable. I thought it was pretty good. I I love seeing that stuff. And I think I'd like to see a some outlet or whoever's going to carry it. And TNT could be the one. But like they let them go a little bit. Like I mean, when they let slip, when Justin Thomas was like, "Hey Charles, how about you get your fat ass out here." He's like, I'd like to see you, your fat ass, get out here and try to dunk a basketball. Because, you know, they got the Bama-Auburn beef. Mm-hmm. And, like, that just that type of stuff is pure gold. And, obviously, you'd think, like, players would have some good taste well, on Charles stuff. didn't Charles say something? Hey, you people from Alabama, you're not so bad. You all got your GEDs. Yeah. And then today, I don't know if you saw, and Charles had said that, uh, he's like, sure, I'll come and play in one of these things, but I ain't playing unless I can – drink and smoke on the course he was like i better be having cigars and having drinks while i'm playing otherwise i would do it well that's the great thing about golf and bowling you can you can be really good and have cigars and beers yeah 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 they uh i i thought too like i thought there were some cringeworthy times where when and it's but it's so relatable where tom brady was playing like absolute dog shit and it's like they were razzing each other a little bit, but then he gets this look that he's just so pissed off at himself, and you're like, oh. And we've all played with someone where they're loose. You can have some fun, and then as soon as they uh, have a few bad holes. He flew that ball in for birdie before he ever made a par. Oh, I know. Well, that was hilarious. I mean, that's that's something that we'll just never understand. Like, these elite players, how they can – like, elite focus on <laughs> – you know I already have trouble with focus as it is, but elite focus. They have meds for that. Yeah, I they got something for it. Well, we know Peyton, he's got something because you know when his wife was taking all that HGH when it was delivered to her at their house when he was in the pros. Who? When Peyton Manning in his later years, he had all this HGH, but it got delivered to his address to his wife's. That wasn't him. That was um. It was delivered to his wife. Isn't it her name? Look it up. This is where yeah. oh, this is where we're missing our fact checker tonight. Where uh, Uncle Terry, he'll uh, Uncle Terry's. We also call him Uncle Remus. He stiffed us. This is unbelievable. The professor of basketball. Anyways, we're gonna we're gonna have some prior things addressed on a future show. It's our. I, I viewed it as I offered up the role of ombudsman to uh, <laughs> Uncle Terry if you wanted to come and keep his objective point of view. And I but I think fact checker. Yeah, we're 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 still feeling out the roles and responsibilities. I can't even pronounce ombudsman. No, but I I really Both like the people that pick listeners. after the buds. I guess so, with by the Latin root of it. Also, them playing this weekend in the torrential downpour. I'm glad that <laughs> I think Brady at some point finally said like, like how much more are we going to do this shit for? Because it's like. Everybody's. I feel like everybody was probably sitting there looking at each other, like, "Are we gonna keep doing this?" I mean, it is for charity's sake. Going for a while. Yeah. 
depending upon what your handicap is, watching Tom golf, because one, you could tell, like, people are saying, oh, like, the guy who says he's an eight and just totally lies on his handicap, because there's no way. He wasn't more than a, I don't know, I don't think he could have been more than a 15, the way he was playing. Grand oh, conditions. He, he, he picked were. it up later, and then he staked some. Yeah, I mean, when they were doing alternate shop. Either way, I think everything's relatable. Where you played with someone who hypes up their handicap, and then when it's in competition or we're playing for a little cash game, they tank. Um, so there was as that. Your, as, as your uncle, the former golf industry executive, said, he's got a Hollywood handicap. Oh, I, that's that's probably. No truer statement. But the other thing, when he was on one where I think it was front nine, he's off the green. It was, the, I think, the second putt that he really left short where it's <laughs> Nicholson's like, yeah, you got to get it up over that hump. And he just, I don't know if he had like a 35-foot putt and he hit it about 10, 15 feet. I, I love the relatability of that. So I'm hoping there's more stuff like that. I don't know what you – I don't know how you translate to other sports. Our next-door neighbor, who was a golf teacher, coach to the stars, and he used to play with Phil. Phil would give him three aside. Now, our next-door neighbor played in a couple of U.S. Opens, and he said, I can't touch him. He gives me six shots, and I could shoot 70. I'm still losing to him on, on most courses. Said, are you kidding me? Said, no. He said, that's how good these guys are. They think they're 6, 8, 10 under par. And... It's amazing. You don't miss many. Yeah. You got some of the strategy on the show. Like, hit. I remember when uh, Mickelson told uh, uh, Brady, hit the five iron. Why? Well, because at that <laughs> distance, the fairway is, like, really wide, and you can't hit it in the bunkers. If you hit any more than a five iron, you might hit it in the bunkers. So, yeah. They were I coaching him up. I liked to, when they had J.J. Watt on right before the turn, and he's like, yeah, I think Tom needs to shotgun a couple beers at the turn. Like, all stuff that I think I, it's really – I think golf's becoming more relatable to the common man. And I like it. So I hope golf to see and bowling, more. man. Golf and bowling. That's the next thing. Bowling. bowling. They need to get, bowling. They need outdoor bowling or something that I – don't, I don't know. Bowling. There's opportunity for bowling. There is. But other thing, because I had heard that – it was like Charles and Tiger aren't as like tight as they once were. Well, they got it, uh, it, uh, Michael got mad at Charles when he criticized his management of the Charlotte franchise one time on the air. You know, just saying, hey, you know, he's a better player than a manager and a general manager, president, whatever the hell. Yeah. And then bam, Michael shut him down. So right. You're going to grudges, huh? Yeah, I think. Well, and then they talk about like, because I guess. Charles made some comments around like whatever was the Tigers' personal life and that stuff being screwed up at a certain time. But like, I don't think anyone would stand on the opposite side of that and said it wasn't screwed up. But I guess Tiger and him had a falling out and they're not as close. And I just think the idea of like elite athletes that just have a grudge, one, the ego involved to just be like, I'm shutting that guy out forever, like all this other stuff. Or, you know, us common folk, while we may be elite in certain things, I I don't think of anyone that comes to mind that I have a like a grudge on, but I think I'd like to. Just having <laughs> a personal grudge. 
What are your thoughts on grudges, Dad? Good or bad? Just not that you have to be, you know, Jim versus the my, world, my, but at least the my, my, we're not naming names. My, why not? My attitude's changed since I got cancer. We're, my favorite line is, we are all God's children, and I don't ever want to be judged on my worst day on this earth. We all screw up, so let's just take it back a bit. That's why I don't like grudges. Now, there are generally, there's very few mean, evil people. And there are people that just have a bad day and you catch them at the wrong time. Hitler was evil. Okay, he's, so he's, I have a very short list. So he's one, and, uh, and Stalin would be another one, and uh, Mussolini would be another one, and then Pol Pot would be another one. And uh, that's about it. I mean, even Shifty Shift is, is, is just doing his thing out there in California. I don't have any problems with him. I mean, I mean, I, mean, I don't have any problems personally. Shifty Shift? Adam Shift says he has undeniable evidence against the president and then never presented it. And no one ever challenged him. That's another yeah. story. I don't want to get into politics. But, but So these are all broader perspectives. I think though. And on a personal have- side, I've had a... A few people that I just consider toxic and I just stay away from them. I don't condemn yeah, them to I hell. That's right. So, I think of it more like if you got a high school rival, I think it's just if you – let's say you had a rival. Granted, through competition, people end up respecting each other. It's part of the game. But like Michael Jordan and Isaiah Thomas, well, love, yeah. love that. Well, let me tell you. My biggest – our biggest rival at St. John's Jesuit High School is St. Francis. And one of my best friends was Mike Thieves. He was a point guard for St. Francis. I was a point guard for St. John's. We grew up playing on the same baseball and basketball teams in grade school. Still great friends, but he's a great rival. I mean, I want to beat him. He wanted to beat me. And we split. But anyway. <laughs> um, but I, And then later in life, I saw, hey, God, Mike. I saw him over the holidays a few years ago, and his wife was shopping at the mall. I said, hey, come on over. Let's have a drink. We had dinner at Mancy's together. It was a, it was a blast. Oh. And... Um, Anyway, sports is sport. I mean, it shouldn't be personal gut wrenching. I mean, Magic Johnson and a lot and, and uh, Thomas were closer than anybody. They used to kiss each other before games, yeah. which is kind of icky. But um, and they played against each other in the Big Ten. So you know, Isaiah won a national championship. Magic Johnson won a national championship. They were they were fierce, and they played each other in the NBA Finals a couple years. So, you know, I, I would like to think that they could have been best friends, but I, I really think that Isaiah was frozen out of that dream team, uh, and they took stock. Oh, in there. yeah. Uh, because Michael did earlier, earlier, today, earlier today, there was audio that got released from some interview where Jordan is confirmed saying, you know, I ain't gonna, I'm not going to play if Isaiah's on that team. So it's that's where I think as we, like – are more than a week removed and we look back and we hear more interviews and stuff. I mean, I think the whole, if we recap all of it, I think the last dance was great, but like, but Michael had last editing. There's so much stuff that like it's unchecked. He gets final say on it. That gets produced and whatnot. So you have Horace Grant coming out, you know, no one's perfect, but Interesting. Well, whoever children. gets the final, whoever gets the final takes, all the views, all the clicks, all the likes—that's what people judge history by now. 
So, oh my God, moving, moving towards, you know, because we solve the problems of the world. Really? Explain to me why we shouldn't aspire to come up with a new mail, a new voting process that would allow people to do it via electronic device or mail. I'm not saying where it's at now. Everything you had needs to start somewhere. But there's a big stink that says, oh, there's going to be so much mail-in fraud. And, and I go, tell me why we shouldn't work towards levering technology to make something better. Please tell me. Well. Or tell me we should. I have been a precinct monitor, voting, voting booth in 19, I'm sorry, in 2004. I was at what's called Ground Zero, Lucas County Board of Elections. Their walk-up voting. And I saw a number of things that were questionable. Really, I understand voting's kind of rough, to tell you the truth. I think it's 96%, 95% good. But they bust in people from the, they being, UAW paid to have bust in people come in. And their shirt said, they had T-shirts that said, voter assistance, ask me who to vote for or something. And in, in, in the rules in Ohio, I think you can't be within 100 feet of a polling place. But in Luke, it, in the Board of Elections, you're in this government building that's, I don't know, 25 stories high. And we're in, we're in the ground floor. And it's very hard to do that and be on the first floor. You 100 feet, it's almost all outside the building up against the windows. And I also saw people brought in, social workers brought in people from uh, mental health clinics, and nursing homes, and we're telling people how to vote. And that's, I mean, they're saying, oh, put your X here, put your X here. Who do you want to vote for? You want to vote for so-and-so? Yeah, vote, put your X here. Put your, and, and you can't coach people up like that. Um, I, I saw, I, I had to listen to this because our well, a relative was running for a, a political position, and they said, oh, don't vote for her. You, you want to vote for him. And it was a husband telling the Alzheimer's, wife how to vote and she was clearly not there um i'm sure that there are people that get the mail-in ballots and they have dementia and their spouse votes twice for you know they vote once for themselves and once for their spouse well yeah okay so counterpoint what are the I've odds seen that they, I've seen what it. are the odds that they disagree on their political views for someone who's has dementia and their spouse if you have dementia you cannot make a legitimate decision no one else can make it for you and then it's contract law and it includes electoral law. All right. So what they're doing is doubling up. And I, I understand it. So does that, that one, the, the other, the worst one is bundling. And where people collect, they'll collect 100 ballots. They'll, they'll you know, get the absentee ballot. I'll come collect your ballots for you. And they take in the ones that are most likely for their candidate and they deliver them. Wait a second. No, and then what about the ones that are not likely for your candidate? What do you do? Throw them out? There's, there's all sorts of fraud. Voter, I, I never thought this. I also saw, just in Lucas County, there were 44 people that registered to vote as Mickey Mouse. And then there was another one where there was a house that, that was a, uh, a two-bedroom family house, and they had like 48 people registered at that so address. So what I guess I don't get is why don't we work towards trying to close out those gaps, trying to make it better, rather than say, oh, it won't work, because 
these well, small, the way these you do that is you require you require people to come up and you and you do photo ID. And so here's my thing: we you have so much technology available that mm-hmm. I just got this phone last week. It now. I know there's people who are right to privacy, whatever. They don't want government having their stuff. Hate to tell you, they got all your stuff anyway. But now they got the face ID on stuff that it recognizes my face when I look at my phone and it opens up. Well, you can do that. That's an option. Right. So there's capabilities on this stuff, whether you have biometric things that say this is for my record. And the thing is, why don't we try to work towards that? We don't have to get to. Different groups have objected to that, Rob. They say, no, you're trying to voter suppress us. But, but okay. why not try to do – why not offer multiple avenues? And one thing I think Absolutely. is like, you know, the, regardless of where you sit on either side, I just go – we talk about this at home and I said we are a country that is very lucky that we get to vote in a free – like a free election. The, the fact that you get to do this. In other parts of the world, you look at where – you know, people are being killed because they disagree with something or other. And I was like – and they. It, Sometimes women can't vote. It's like who who gets to vote in different countries? I go, the fact that you get to do it, you use your voice. So why not create multiple avenues for people to get to do that where the the antiquated way that hasn't necessarily been the most updated in a long time, I'm not saying like abolish and replace. I just go, let's look at little things to make it better. It's I don't look at it as trying to shift the outcome one way or the other. I just go, I would think the founders of the country would try to have us have a voting process to make sure everybody has a voice in the process and and does that well the founders of the country used to not have direct election of senators each state legislature elected their two senators okay and people couldn't vote unless they owned land at one point in a lot of states right but there's so it's of out it's of out there's things that left there's things they left in the framework of how this country was set up, that it allowed for people to try to make it better. And so is this... But, a- but with political hacking from other countries, people are not as keen on the technology to manage the, the, the electorate. They'd rather have people walk in, vote in, in person, whether whether neighbors know them. The people that, people at the polling place, I know about half of them when I get there. Hey, how you doing? You're you're voting with your neighbors. You say, what, what you know? What do you want? I want this ballot. Okay, go in there. Yeah, but I, look, I, at- I don't know. I overall, I think it works. Although the 1960 election bothered me a little bit. I was three years old, but um, Cook County votes moved. Cook County had I don't know how many dead people vote for Kennedy, and they brought him in late. It was it was it was Lee and Nixon, and all of a sudden, all of a late surge of voting. Now. That can be argued that Chicago City and Cook County's votes always come in late because they're so large and so urban, and then the downstate vote came in, and then the upstate vote comes in later. But they knew exactly what they needed to carry Illinois by the end of it. No. So I don't know. I I just like to think that you can get Democrats to complain about Florida in 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 the two thousand election Bush v. Gore. I see. Uh, I just see. I don't know why we can't agree on things to like leverage technology to try to make it better and, and understanding it's not perfect, but let's work to try to make it better. I think you don't make it worse. Don't make it worse either. Fair enough. So I just think in in theory, that's a 
topic that I saw, and I was like, hate to tell you, regardless of what party you are, younger people, you're going to get less turnout from the younger people that can't use ease of access. Excellent. I mean, so you want more turnout. Why? Depends on, depends on your constituent. Well, you want your... The How many times your, have you gone into a voting booth and gone, I don't know, that name sounds good. I'll vote for that person. I've done I'm, it. I, I, I make I'm a down ballot. It's been done. But I also will vote. If I know people on the ballot, I'll tend to vote for them. And it's I voted for Republicans, Democrats, for different local stuff. And that's the important thing. Local things are more who you know than and what their character is, uh, I think. Maybe not, maybe not. Maybe not. I don't know. So I don't Mike know. Navarre's on the ballot here for sheriff, Lucas County. He's my second cousin. He's a Democrat. I was a Republican ward sheriff. But I think the world of Mike, I think he's a great cop, and I think he's a great police chief, and I think he's, he'll make a great sheriff. And uh, I'm not putting up, well, maybe it is a plug. But I will vote for him. Your, your uncle was a... Uh, Democrat county auditor controller in in the uh, st- state on the left coast, and we actually contributed his campaign and helped him because he's a good he's a good government person, and we know him personally. These people, some of these knuckleheads, they just want to get in front of the TV all the time and perpetuate their political careers. Oh gosh, on both sides. My story from the uh, a a rising. Someone with a lot of political potential that I knew socially a few years back uh, when at a, in a social hangout when someone had asked him, what do you want to do with all this? And he was a he, he went up against a I think a for, for a seat in the Senate, the U.S. Senate um, for the U.S. Senate in the Democratic primary. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And when someone asked him, where do you want to go with this? Or like, what's your goal? And he was just to rise that to me. He said the most I need to know about politics of going to the House, the Senate, any of that. I go, it was just, I just want to rise. It's like, what? All right. It's all fame. So moving on, let's get off the political corner. I thought it was good for us to go down that road. What do you think? I I thought we did fine. We're doing fine. All right. And let's do the parenting corner. I know we already had a little early preview, but... So I'm saying a little pinky in scotch, rubbed up against the gums. Kids have teething with tooth problems. They have... And well, are you going... Was it... And they have, like, di- they, they have diaper rash when they do... Will you let me finish here? You're, you're, you're butting in, Junior. I'm going to have to spank you. So... Yeah, <laughs> social. And uh, I should have brought a beer up here. Anyway... Well, so I mean, right. I'm in a cat bird seat, but anyway, that that alleviates the pressure on the gum and allows you to sit. In, I used to sit in a rocker, you guys. Well, uh, sometimes I had two of you. We, uh, well, one I was going to say, were you giving us what Cuddy Sark or was it Doers or? You know what? At that time, I couldn't afford Doers. It was probably <laughs> it was probably Cuddy. Yeah. The. Uh, Everclear, something like that. Oh, oh God, that explains a lot. Um, That's why we your put teeth the, are screwed up. We put the car seat in today. I saw that. I, I feel like this. 
downplays all the work that like or the the double checking that firemen would do when you'd go in and be like, oh, go to the fire station, make sure the car seat's good. This car seat, I'm not naming the brand because no free ads unless you're a loyal partner of the show. But <laughs> this thing, these cars, they just clamp right into the back end. You just kind of it like, you know, like when you pull the seatbelt all the way out and it just kind of keeps going back and you like, you can't pull it further. It keeps doing that. Off. You hook it on, and you just. Drop this thing right on top. It's a piece of cake. Now, is the baby back facing? Back, uh, back facing. So I also yeah. installed a what would be a front facing mirror on one of the headrests that, like, you when you look in the rear view, you got the uh, you can see the baby. But we positioned it in the middle seat, which is new. People in our comments on Instagram, they can tell us all they think about whether you put it on driver's side, back seat, middle. Where you know they can embrace the bait there, but uh, we Don't put it in the middle seat. Don't you have one where you can, where you just pop out? Yeah, but you install the, the base. baby carrier. What? You install the base. Yeah. And then you, yeah, you take it up, and then you plop it into a stroller or something like that. So it's nice, but uh, I. My wife is recording this. Didn't have the heart to tell her when we got them. Uh, she has tinted windows in the back seat, yet had bought like the window screens that block UV rays that you like hook onto your window. Double kill. It. I mean, I I did it. I was a little bit curious about it, but she seemed really animate, and uh, it they're hooked up, baby. So we got that. Um, and then we were talking at dinner tonight while we were eating. We're like, God, what feeding a child? Crazy. But getting kids to eat things. Now, growing up in a heavy meat, starch, cheese, or vegetable covered in cheese household, you know, we might change our diet. You guys did great, in my opinion. When you were babies, you had strained apricots and strained. Sweet potatoes and strained beans and peas. Oh my god! So how do you? And you were you, you were a great pooper. Still am. How do you? <laughs> how how should we try to get our kid to eat good foods when that comes around? Well, here's what Doc McCarthy said about you guys. And he said, "Look, kids eat what they need. You put it in front of them, they'll try it. They'll eat, they'll eat whatever their body tells them they need, and they'll be fine." So that was kind of our attitude. Oh, that's now, changed. Now you, you would eat a lot. You'd eat anything. Uh, Pat was picky. Caitlin was oh so so, but you, you were like, you'd eat mud, grass, stones, apricots, apples, snot. I mean, you were all over the place. <laughs> you ate all the food groups. Well, yeah, I still do. Get that away from Robbie. Uh, he likes it. What is it? I don't know. It's a stick. I oh do. my god. Yeah, the, the the thing that's done me well for my life until hitting the 30s where used to be a garbage disposal and now <laughs> now like I won't have well it depends on what I eat but like when you eat and then if I have more than like two or three beers my stomach hurts like hell the next day so that's where I started having Bud Light Seltzers, as I put in the text. Bud Light Seltzers. What's that? Alka-Seltzer with Bud Light? Or what is it? It's a 
It's like a vodka soda drink, something. I don't know. It tastes like a seltzer water. It's super good. And you know what? My stomach doesn't hurt the next day. So if you're listening, you've liked White Claw, you've liked Truly, I'd give Bud Light Seltzer a try. Well, man, you're giving, you're giving pubs out without us getting any money from those guys? I've got to start. We need, we need our fan. We need advertising money. What we need her is fan engagement. So, any last thoughts on the parenting corner? Because I was going to talk into some money. Big economics of Spotify podcasts. What What do you need? You should did register you, for the baby. Did you see a guy by the name of Joe Rogan podcast? It's the number one in the world. He is? Yep. He oh, we just, should be two then. He just sold his podcast for $700 million, Dad. And he's still producing. I take half content. of that tomorrow. It's on it's on Spotify. It's on YouTube. I don't even know how much merch he sells. I don't really think he tries to sell merch. People just listen. He's the one that had Elon Musk on. He gets Neil deGrasse Tyson. He gets Snoop Dogg. He gets he just had Kevin Hart on today. Like it's everybody. And he just he's just a curious guy, talks about all stuff. I mean he's a hardworking guy too. But we can't every, even get Uncle Terry on for God's sake. For every one thousand listens, Dad, we could get eighteen dollars. Why don't we go? You want to get Uncle Terry or Uncle Dave on right now? I don't think he has uh, Skype that. We're good. This is yes, where he does. He does. He does. You can no. We're we'll we'll key him in on later shows. But what I was trying to see. Let's see if I'm in here. We would get. We could get him about golf clubs and bail bonds. Dad, listen to this. So we have now had nearly 150. Listens today, so that means we technically, if you run the numbers on it, eighteen dollars per thousand. We've made what's that? Roughly two dollars and seventy cents. We scale it. I mean, we got to split it two ways. Where we go sixty forty? What are you doing? Uh, we'll have to work on that. Kevin's really pushing hard on contract negotiations. We'll talk about that next week. Um, <laughs> you know, Kevin wants to come after our IP. That's all the hot. That's the that's the hot stuff in the streets. What, what do you, What do you mean by that? Our our brand, Dad. That's what we need you to do. Is your pro, your pro bono legal work? Do it as a write off. I'm better off giving it away. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Because, look, our brand, we come up with a logo. We could sell merch. I guarantee you we outfit the whole Schaefer family for the holidays with Coach's Pod and our, our mugs. They'd oh, hate I'll us. I'll go get one of those reunion shirts and bring it next time. Yeah, we'll work on it. All right. Well, next week, I, I – Really, I, we need Schaefer Beer to sponsor our show. God, that's – we could be the lowest cost point of entry for them. We can't hurt their brand. Well, I could. You, you just don't say, oh, this is terrible beer. Just be like, oh, oh it's a one beer to have when you're having more than one. Damn, that was their logo. Only one free ad a week is all we can do. I could sing the end. Yeah. All right. Next week, we are going to get Kevin to comment. It, I think next week's is going to be huge. We're going to have Uncle Terry keep it clear to keep you in check. We are going to have Uncle Terry's oldest well, son. I'm the guy that creates all the entertainment. For Tim. God's sake, why would you keep me in check? Tim 
Well, I know the dynamic you like that we get between you and I, but we if we involve him in the fray. What? We should have phone in, and you have the kill switch if they get off the reservation. Oh, I absolutely can drop calls. That's already that's already known. But we're going to try to have Tim Schaefer on here next week or the week after. Timmy Schaefer. Oh, wait. This is really good. So let's get Tim on because he's going to have to defend himself. But yesterday, we get to the first tee. I played golf with Terry and my godson, Tim. Tim said he's been playing all over town. Tim says, I've been playing great. This is the best golf I've been playing in my life. I'm really playing well. I think my handicap should be lower than you guys. Okay. Oh. Tim goes out, and he shoots a smooth 107. Ooh. I shot 99, and I'm an old man. How's he feeling? The bad hip, cancer, the whole bit. What? Yeah. That. Well, well great content. Well, that makes he, for great he, content. He, he ground his sours in a, a couple of uh, kettle ones with blue cheese olives. So. Wow. He says, Uncle Jim, you turned me on to these. I said, wait, wait, I'm not your pusher. Stop it. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, Kevin, Kevin's favorite Schaefer is actually Cousin Tim. So good dynamic. We'll I thought him. I was. Kevin turned on me? You'll have to bring it up with him. And uh, the question we want you guys to think about before uh, we have Kevin back on to address his favorite karaoke song of Alanis Morissette, Ironic. Is the song really ironic or is it just unfortunate? You know, you you were speaking a foreign language there to me. I didn't understand any of that. Well, that there was a song involved. We try to relate to audiences from, I'd say, we're in the 24 to 65 age range. What about those 80-year-olds that are listening to podcasts all the time? And they spend the big bucks. The thing is, the market's only getting bigger, Dad. Especially that we're on Spotify. Apple's market share just dropped from 80 to 63 in the last year. So we're making strides. They're going to need a premier father, son, and friend podcast. So I don't know what they're doing. Folks, when we have Uncle Terry on, we'll get an Ed update and a link to sign up for the father-son golf tournament on the 4th of July. If you're in the Oh, Craig, we can't have 1,000 people play. I know. Well, we we're let's just get let's get to 250 listeners by the next week. All sure. right. Well, I think this was good old-fashioned style of you, me, and uh, just the microphones tonight. We'll we'll welcome Kevin back with mm, somewhat open arms, but uh, Kevin's risking his position. He's like Johnny Carson on Tonight Show. He used to have a vacation every other week. So tell him Uncle Terry might fill a spot and. They're coming for that seat. Uncle I mean, Dave might come in as a golf expert. Could then, be. Well, you know, we're, we're trying to get the family in. Let's, and then we, we grow. Well, if we can get coast to coast by end of June, man, we're we're going places. We'll get these going. We'll get it going. And, you know, Cousin Andy, he's the IT guy. He could set yeah. it all up. Even his get dad some, would be foolproof. Get some data analytics behind it all. We're, we're This is a... This is an enterprise, Dad. We're not family stopping. business. It's a family business. We're not. Calvin's in the family. What? We're not stopping until we can sell this thing for like fifty million. That's my commitment to you. Fifty million pennies. Fifty million uh, yen. What are we talking here? Well, it, we'll have to split it a few ways. My, luckily, Kelsey asked what her cut was this week, and so she. Oh. Oh, she's a great producer. We love her. We'll see you guys next week. I assign my interest to the kid. 
change had much to say But man, I still think them cats are crazy They were asking if you were around How you was, where you could be found Told them you were living downtown Driving all the old men crazy The boys are back in town 